welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club. We're here with the month in review in Shonen Jump titles for the month of September. As usual, I'm Walt. I'm joined with my co-hosts. Joined by. Joined, joined with. with. That makes it sound like we're like a... Uh, like a robot in some kind of Sentai thing. We did like the fusion dance. <laughs> uh, anyway, joined by my co-hosts, Zach and Emily. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Playing uh, playing too much uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, but I mean that's kinda always what I'm what I'm doing. That's alright. <laughs> that is alright. That's fine. It's probably better than what I've been doing. Um, I got back into Destiny again recently, which is Oh uh, yeah. That's okay. Destiny two, um, I'm assuming. Yeah, like, yeah, Destiny two. I've heard I, that it's been like turned around pretty well with like now that it's fully in Bungie's control. Yeah, well, like I um, here our patent video game talk. Um, <laughs> they, there's like a new expansion coming out, which is the first right. like pure Bungie driven one on Tuesday. Um, and yeah. yeah, it seems like it's going to have like some really good quality of life stuff. And there's also a, a free to play version that's very generous, actually coming okay. out as well so um definitely worth checking out um yeah i i got it for free on the blizzard app for battle Net. Okay. they change what they call it from time to time really i thought it was still battle Net app <laughs> i think they it was battle Net, then they changed to the blizzard app then they yeah. changed back to battle Net. so <laughs> so funny thing i think it's actually like not like since it's not under activision anymore i think it is leaving battle Net and yeah, it's, it's like gonna it's be only on steam Right. Uh, for PC. But I think that, like, my... The fact that I own it will transfer. Not sure. that I'm, like, terribly interested in it. Yeah. My, yeah. Th- my thing that I've fired up for the first time in months this weekend was uh, Magic Arena. Nice. The new oh, set boy. for that. Cracking that back open. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all our gaming vices. Yeah. yeah, we all have something we go back to or kind of just... I have multiple things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I guess right now 14 is my thing, but I actually know someone else, at least one or two other people who are like alternating between Destiny 2 and Final Fantasy 14. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I guess that's enough of the video game talk, yeah, unfortunately. Well, eventually we'll make another unless, podcast. Unless we get enough uh, emails in saying we need more video game you talk. Need, yeah. You need to just talk about JRPGs forever. Man, what if that was the, the thing... I, I did just start uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, so you'll be happy to hear that, Zach. I am happy to hear that. Um, I uh, I almost this weekend picked it up again, but I I've been playing through the demo, and I I've have told myself I will not buy the game until I get as far in the demo as I can, since you know your save file carries over. That's like a a good way to like make myself. That's a good idea. The other game I played, I'll just plug real quick, is uh, I, The Somnium Files, which is a, a game by the creator of, Zero Scape, of the Zeroscape series, one of my favorite uh, game directors, designers, and this is like Uchikoshi, his newest thing. Yeah. Kataro Uchikoshi, yeah. I just got to plug him because he, he needs more love, and it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> good game. Uh, it's probably one of his better ones. Isn't the, uh, aren't the characters designed by someone? Uh, they are by, 
they are by i think the fire emblem awakening person okay okay which right. you can kind of tell i mean one of the characters kind of looks like a pokemon like a ripoff of like a pokemon uh evil team member but nice like the uh, the, the designs are pretty good. good yeah that yeah it is good. It, it is a really good game so if you're interested in like mystery games at all i would recommend it but yeah that's what's been on my plate but we're here to talk about shonen jump stuff <laughs> we are yeah. indeed um and as usual with a new series starting out, that's going to be the first thing we talk about. Technically, the first chapter came out the, I believe, the last week of September. No, the first week of September, the first day of September, as an yeah, fact. September first. Um, yeah. So when we had recorded for August, we had already each read the first chapter, I believe. This is Matama Security Spirit Busters um, by Surun oh, um, <laughs> Hatomune. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. It's, it's really funny. Like, after that first chapter, I was just like, oh, okay. Th- yeah, this is fine. And then I read the rest of the chapters, and I was like, oh, this is it, actually. This is the new best book from <laughs> Shoot Jump. It is so good. It it's, is so funny. It's, it is really funny, and it's really cute. It's, um, uh, it's really... <sighs> I don't know if wholesome is the word, but like it's very. Oh, it's wholesome. I think that's fair, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's. But part of it, the part of the humor is that it's kind of wholesome in this weird way. Right. Like, the main character is this coward that hunts spirits, and the other, I guess, main character is this girl, Reina Haze, who is She's plagued by, by a, like a hundred, haunted by like these benign spirits that just kind of are kind of scary and stand there yeah, behind her. Like bring the mood down, maybe. Yeah, but they don't really, Even like, hurt anybody. Yeah. It's kind of vague <laughs> as to what they actually do besides just... They just haunt ...hang her. around and go, ooh. Yeah, they go, ooh. And they have... They kind of are just these boring shapes. They're just basically vaguely human-shaped, and they have a black... Black dots for eyes and, like, a black dot mouth. Uh, and they change sometimes, and they do interesting, funny things... Right. (laughs) Basically, Um, I guess, like, the main thing is that uh, Mr. Matama, when he gets scared enough, he, like, unleashes his power. Just basically like a spirit bomb type thing. He has a spirit bomb. And then one of the... And his eyes glow. His eyes glow, and he goes like, whoa. He does, like, some weird... So isn't his thing, like, when he starts to cry, he, like, goes Super yeah. Saiyan, basically? Yeah, yeah basically. Or yeah. he turns into... Uh, what What's um in Yu-Gi-Oh! when, when oh. Yu-Gi oh, transforms? Oh, when he becomes like, Yami Yu-Gi. Yes, yes, it's just yeah. like that. <laughs> I guess it's more like Yu Yu Hakusho, maybe, like, spirit yeah. stuff. I, actually, I didn't really watch or read much Yu Yu Hakusho, but... It does have that, I me either, but, like, from my impression of Yu Yu Hakusho, I feel like there is an, some overlap there. Yeah. yeah, the kind of, like, modern-day setting. Yeah. Um, the spirit angle. Right. Um, yeah. I, again, I will be the third to say I did not watch much of it, just, like, a few episodes. Yeah. But, um, kind of, yeah, yeah. That, that sort of sub-genre yeah i i just didn't even know what to say about it too much besides it's delightful it's really funny if you aren't reading it please go back and (laughs) it's probably like the funniest most amusing thing that's been in shonen jump for a while that was like that on purpose it's like trying to be funny and is actually pretty funny um i Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) it's funny because it like dips into like 
shoujo territory at the end of most chapters there's there will be like a scene where the the main character looks very you know dreamy uh you know <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like he's not even, even. <laughs> he's not at all but it'll have be like framed with that kind of you know like yeah uh, like fuzz like fuzzy glowy imagery and even even like one of the, the more recent chapters where he had that <laughs> that spirit who the was spirit in love with yeah that was so funny but that was that one was interesting because it's this a... was like the you know most of these have just been kind of like the, of the five chapters so yeah, far they've one... been like one-off kind of just little this one seemed to have some kind things. of story beats right because there was like the last couple of pages or something like that where you know, as we said, most of these spirits are, you know, very nondescript. They're, they have no real features. They're just gray and they've got like these big black eyes um, mm-hmm. that are like, you know, very, they just look like someone just kind of like drew a circle. Scribbled and, scri- yeah. yeah, scribbled out a circle. So in like the last, in fact, the very last page, um, the spirit's face appears. Um, like it appears as a actual person and then fades away again. So yeah. you kind of get the feeling that there's some sort of semblance of a plot. I'm sure it'll still mainly be episodic, like silly yeah. stuff. Yeah, but... that's kind of nice that it has a little bit of a sort of plot thread or some yeah. kind of development with the ghosts or whatever they are. Right. There, like, there's <laughs> clearly like a point to that, I feel. Not just not just like a little thing that they added on yeah. to the end it's of the nice. chapter or whatever. It's very endearing. I think the humor is endearing. It, it is. And feel, it, it, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like mean spirited, uh, spirited, huh? Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. Secure. No, right. Yeah. They, so they do a weird, I guess, play on words where they, this guy says he's from like the security force or something. And Ray means ghost, which is interesting. I wonder if that also is like the same connotation in, neon genesis evangelion but kind of makes sense but uh at any rate yeah this guy says like oh i'm from the security uh police force or whatever i'm here to stop and the spirits from haunting you and and there's always a little note that says you know ray means ghost and yeah well well done to amanda haley the translator yeah um I, i we've probably talked about this before but i feel like Humor is one of those areas where you really need to have a good translator. This one is good. So long as it's not like, you know, pure slapstick or anything like that. And some are harder than others. Like, remember that one we read that was like the country, the the different prefectures in Japan? Yeah. And it was like... Something, something. (sighs) I am from Japan or something like that. Yeah. That one, that was a valiant effort. Yeah. I... It was just, it was a little bit lost in translation for me, I guess, just humor-wise. I mean, because it was so specific. I mean, it wasn't even that, like, oh, I don't know anything about Japan. It was just, like, very specific prefecture stuff. Yeah. It was just hard to translate into comedy that's going to immediately resonate with Or that, uh, the, me. the tomato <laughs> one. You remember right, that one? Tomato, that was right, the... A lot of, like, Japanese pop culture references and things. Yeah. Interestingly, neither of those are in the Shonen Jump vault. Um, I hmm. just just looked for them. Do they um, add stuff they, well, that they, was they not... have a lot of, they have a lot of older jump starts that weren't picked up, but not mm. those ones. And in fact, some uh, the maybe they just haven't gotten yeah. to them yet. They're probably still filling in a lot of stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think not much more to say about Matama Security besides mm-hmm. it's very funny. It's a delight. There's... It has one of my favorite. <laughs> 
My favorite visual gags of all time is them like playing basketball with the spirit ball. It was really funny. There's a that was when I knew I loved the series. Like, yeah. Well, it's it's funny. Like we had the basketball chapter. We had like the food wars chapter. Um, we had the romance chapter. Um, kind of hitting all these tropes. There was one with like the the sexy sidekick boy that was like the kind His of rival, stereotypical bad boy like rival. maybe my bad favorite boy. chapter. I think. Yeah, that chapter. <laughs> yeah, was and so of good. course it's your favorite because you're a Sasuke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, oh my gosh, that guy was Sasuke. It, it was funny because he had all of the. He's like, oh, he was so popular, and he. And then he's an idiot too. He was an idiot. I thought like, it's like had, okay, he's going to be the antagonist who's actually good at his. No, job. he had like no. no spirit sense. He like didn't know where spirits were at all, so he just started oh. to flail around with the sword. And then they started posing with the ghosts, and there's, <laughs> oh, there's just so many. There's one it's where a delightful. ghost. A ghost gets hungry and. It wants to eat like really good food, and yeah, it, it like a... explodes after it eats bad food or something. Or, His I cheeks fall off. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It is really good. Like I, I like it too. But now that I'm talking about it, I realize I liked it a lot more than I thought. I mean, it was legitimately funny. Like when they're when they're remembering the the like embarrassing incidents from their school days, and it's just like, oh, you made a reservation at a diner. Yeah, it's like he made a reservation at like the equivalent of like Denny's or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the other guy wrote his girlfriend a rap and sang it to her. <laughs> it's just so good. It's really silly. Oh, but it, it is it is it very is. funny. I hope it sticks around for a while. I know. I, I hope it gets an anime because I feel like that kind of like slapstick type humor would translate really well. Yeah, um, and Definitely. be a lot of fun. Um, like, I mean, I always, th- I always say Cromartie is like the gold standard, and yeah, I wouldn't say this is like as hilarious as Cromartie. Cromartie is legit, like one of the funniest things anyone's ever made to me. <laughs> but this is like, I mean, I wouldn't say this reminded me of Cromartie, but I mean, just the consistency, I think, of the funny stuff is because, I mean, Yui Kamio is kind of. A comedic series and at first i thought that's what it was gonna be but really it's kind of becoming more like a sailor moon like fantasy weird fantasy series too more than a comedy and also some of the comedy isn't that great but so far this one has been pretty much like a bullseye yeah yeah, yeah. i i feel like it has been a long time since we've kind of had a unanimous uh, you know, like two yeah. thumbs is up. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, please, if you passed on it, go back, read it. Every chapter has been funny so far. Besides, like the first one was like fine. It was okay. Yeah, but, but all, then the second the other, one, the other four are just all fantastic. The the second one was the one with the basketball. Yeah. And you're gonna love that. You, you just are. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about it. Yeah, because the way he catches the ball. It's so funny, and <laughs> you just have to see it. I can't really do it justice by oh. talking about it. So, moving on to a significantly more serious series, um, completely, One Piece. completely, yes. Um, it's been a while since we've like talked about One Piece more than just in passing, and I knew we'd have to talk about it this month when I think it was on Friday. <laughs> I saw. One Piece nine five seven trending on Twitter now. It obviously, could be because you tweet about manga. Yes, obviously, there's some level of uh, like you know targeting right. in 
like the trends these days. But that's the first time I've ever had a like specific chapter of a manga show up in that for me. Mm-hmm. But Zach, you mentioned that you saw one of the other ones, like 954, 955. I think, yeah, thing. it was it was one of those. Um, again, you know, I'm not current. I've still, I'm still uh, needing to pick up at chapter 101 now um, <laughs> on my One Piece oh. read. Um, but yeah, I think it was uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it was also, it was trending then as well. Um, so... One Piece is uh, going some places, it seems like. I think it was 9.55, it looks like, just flipping through it from what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, 9.55, that one, I, you know, like I, like we've mentioned before, I've got, like, you know, a gap in my One Piece reading as well, not quite as much as Zach's, not, like, a humble brag or anything. <laughs> you gotta be One like Piece, me and humble devote, brag. Like- Devote like four straight months to all you do is come home and read One Piece volumes, um, and you'll catch up in like three and a half months. Well, you know, I've actually been thinking about reading Naruto again, so I've got like that on my plate. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I've I've often thought about rereading One Piece, and I'm like, oh, do I really want to do that? So, so I got the importance more or less of like in 955. That was the chapter that like. Zoro got like classic trope, like the demon sword that like, you know, hurts him when he uses it. So this has been time for me to break out my my deep knowledge. This sword stuff with Zoro has kind of been planted since like, I think even since like a little bit after where you stopped Zach. No, it's like, like in the it's early... like right when or... I stopped because Oh, right when you stopped. Yeah, so like yeah. the arc right after Arlong Park where they um meet up with Buggy and Alvida yeah. again in that like yeah. small town. Um mm-hmm. Right, right. They they like first introduce the the idea of kind of like the three ranks of swords and the, yeah, the like yeah, yeah. however many legendary swords that there are. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just now, about 850 uh, <laughs> chapters later, Zoro is learning more about this other sword. And this, so this arc hasn't been as much about Zoro as I like kind of thought it would be because I thought like, okay, well, samurais, uh, Zoro, just like the Four Kids theme song says, he's just like a samurai. <laughs> you would think that there would be more, I guess, specific story stuff with him here. There hasn't really been, but I mean, he has had a little bit more, I think, of a focus than the other Characters. Yeah, like, particularly in recent chapters, I yeah, think there's been more. It's been good. Even even before the one where he got the new sword, yeah. there had been like some more focus on, on him. With um, I forget the name of the character, the, the uh, woman that he like defended and rescued, and like, oh shoot, yeah, I, I'm having that. a hard time with names this time. Well, I'd have to write them all down just because there are so many names in this in this um arc. There's just a lot going on, but the the basic gist of it right now is that they are all gathered they've gathered all the samurai that were with um the old i guess clansman leader uh kozuki odin i think his name was and they are about to go up against kaido yeah and it says like what's that yeah about to get the big fight yeah they have so they and there were a couple really good chapters where they talked about how like they had to get the sacred swords and they kind of had to go into the graveyard to the samurai and get them. And that was kind of a, a bit of a problem because there were like old guardians of the swords and it was kind of like sad and everything. Now knowing Oda, the big fight will probably be like 30 chapters. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the Duffelmingo fight was like maybe 25 or something like that. This will 
yeah. So that was 955. 956 had the dissolving of the... The Warlords system. So the Warlords was this thing, has been this thing through One Piece where there are pirate captains that basically work for the world government. They basically are allowed to be privateers for the world government. Um, Doflamingo was one of these guys. A couple of these other Warlords. Uh, Buggy was one. They've been... He was recent, Buggy was only recently promoted to Warlord. Buggy right, was right? recently promoted, and he was running some kind of like shady, like I forget what exactly what it was, like some supplying business or something. Uh, but yeah, so this was big news. The Warlords were disbanded, so basically they're all just pirates now, and I guess yeah. they're all just outlaws. The, and the world government is trying to consolidate its power, like the yeah. There's like I would say okay, it is a kids series, so I'm I'm gonna try not to like be hyperbolic about this, but I would say One Piece is. <laughs> One Piece's politics are, like, fairly interesting, I guess, for a kids' series. I mean, they... I don't really know what they're trying there's, to say about... There's a about, lot of, like, fear of, like, New World Order type Yeah, shit. New World Order, and, like... Th- there's, like, a really weird ruling class that, um... They're called the Celestial Dragons, and they wear things that kind of look like astronaut outfits. And they have slaves. So that's important to know about, like, how good these people are. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and it's kind of ambiguous as to whether, like, the Navy, I guess the Navy, the the Marines are actually good or bad. It's kind of, I don't want to say ambiguous, but, like, I I guess they would call them, like, I guess they're kind of just, like, lawful good on the surface, but... Maybe lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. It's more about order than particularly what's Yeah, they don't, it's it's kind of, I mean, also it's just a writing problem. We don't really know, like to what extent they rule like the average person. Right. Like, it seems to be a very kind of splintered political system where like every island basically just has its own, has its own um, government and they just follow that. Like Wapple is king now. Wapple, if you'll remember anyone reading this, who's who's um, reading this, listening uh, has read up through the drama Island arc was the bad guy during that. He ruled Chopper's Island. And I think now, I don't actually know what he rules, but he, Ended up getting, like, I forget exactly what, but he's ruling some region now. And he ended up making out pretty well for himself with his, like, hot model wife and his seat on the, I think they call it, oh, shoot. There's, like, a meeting that that all of the world leaders go to every year, and they just had that. And so that's kind of after this happened. What's that? The Reverie. Reverie. Yeah, the Reverie. Sorry. And so that's when we found out about the warlords being disbanded now so what was the big so the, the since, latest chapter yeah so what was the so, importance of because like i with this gap i wasn't 100 percent sure like what was what were people freaking so out about, basically i i think this is like the real lore hounds i guess like <laughs> I, I i understood what was going on but like maybe there's something i'm missing because like even as much as i know i haven't read the whole thing in ages sure. so i'm um, there are names i forget there are pieces of information i forget but basically we learned that Kaido, Big Mom, and Whitebeard, this character, <laughs> again, that you guys haven't gotten to, who was important like a couple arcs ago, were all on... The Rock Pirates. They were all in the same crew Stone? at some point. Rocks? D- rocks? rocks? Yeah, Rock Pirates. Um, and so was this the first time that name was mentioned? Yeah. Okay. As far as I know, this guy... I'm sorry, Let me let me find him here. The Rocks Pirates, Rocks, yeah. Rocks Cap- D. Zevik. Captain Rocks. Rocks D. Zevik was his name, and apparently 
he had put together this pirate crew and it included some of the people that Luffy is facing off against now. So that was kind of a big deal that they had actually been comrades at some point. And now they're facing the, and they're, and they're like redoing the bounties of everybody, which is interesting, which I think is also just like a reminder to readers who they are. This is a tangent um, for like a One Piece neophyte, um, but I've seen a lot of people seem to have the middle initial of D. Um, Is that important, I would assume? Okay. So (laughs) the D, okay. (laughs) The D. You're going to have to just just get all of the jokes about me saying the D out of your system because I'm going to say the D a lot. Oh, man. So the the D D. in the middle. is so the main character is named monkey d luffy right and there's a character named trafalgar d law and a couple other characters that have d and we don't know what d means but apparently and this was described i think in the dressrosa arc the doflamingo arc that the d in the name is like again this is kind of vague and i don't really know like maybe it's a kind of a translation problem thing but like it's the people that will defy the gods or something like, or defy the ruling class or something like that. I think that's how it was put. Like they, they basically are the, like Man. the, the, the fated, the, the important characters of one. That piece. is so raw. I love that. <laughs> and, yeah. And the, well, I mean, there was gold D Roger. Yeah, okay. Like his yeah. name, his yeah. name. So they call him gold Roger, but it's actually this, it's actually G O L D period Roger. <laughs> So I don't think yeah, I gold... noticed that. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think I don't. Th- I think they just call him Gold Roger, but he actually does have a D in his name. It's like his it's, first name is just it's, Gold. It's stupid. It is stupid, but it's kind of cool at the same time. No, like, I think really... that's. I think that's so cool. <laughs> it's it's really weird. So like, Law is important. Trafalgar Law, the like, kind of just this bad boy. He's the guy like... who has like the mushroom looking hat, yeah. right? Yeah, the mushroom. Okay. He's got like tats and stuff, and he got beat up a lot in Dressrosa. Um, and there's a couple of. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Like Luffy has the D. <laughs> <laughs> Law has the D. Oh man. Um, and there's a couple other characters. Like, what? Does Grop? Garp. 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 Grop. Grop. Sorry, Grop is the Harry Potter giant. <laughs> Don't you dare disrespect Garp like that by calling him Garp. Garp. Monkey D. Garp. Yeah. Garp and Monkey D. Dragon. Or, wait a minute. There's a Monkey D. Dragon? Yeah, Dragon is Luffy's dad, and Garp is Luffy's grandfather. (laughs) Zach, you haven't even gotten to the best stuff in One Piece. Oh my gosh, this this guy is Luffy's dad? Oh Um, my goodness. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, no, I have seen him, but I didn't know okay. he was his dad. Oh, no, I mean, I, I don't care. I... I don't care. That's like, okay. but yeah, he, so he, he appears in like the yeah. last chapter. That 100, I read. Chapter 100. Yeah. yeah. He, like, yeah. So he's, I'm sorry, but he's Luffy's dad and we, he's the leader of like the world revolutionaries. <laughs> I know you're talking in like the context of like spoiling it, but I like, I like you saying, sorry, he's Luffy's dad. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I was horrified uh, I got his name wrong, but anyway, yeah, Dragon is really cool looking. He's got this weird tattoo, and he oh is a we don't gosh. we and and to this day we don't know what his devil fruit power is, but people think he has a devil fruit because he de- never touches water. But oh, that's that's some good lore. Yeah. Okay, like One Piece is very good. Yeah, you're, <laughs> Zach, I just blew your mind with the D stuff, didn't I? Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> the the it's really. 
Because, yeah, you'll just have to read more because people will talk about the D. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> They'll talk about it. Um, not that kind of D, though. Though sex does happen in One Piece, I'm sorry to say. But it's, what? He, has it's very... he has confirmed. In yeah, the, in at the least. Oh, uh, only in the author and... notes, though? Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't want to get into it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. And also, like, just just basically, like, I mean, subtly or obliquely, like, I mean, people have kids, so, I mean, it's, Well, like... there, there were definitely questions <laughs> like in the volumes that I read where people were asking, like, if, basically, if, like, all of Luffy stretches. <laughs> yes, I remember that one. So... That's a pretty famous one, yeah. Yeah. So, well, to, to avoid getting weirdly obscene, um, yeah, One Piece is... One Piece just is a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And so I, I, I guess the importance of five or nine fifty seven was this like Garp was involved in mm-hmm. this like previous team up. Yeah, at, Garp, as I say, the Garp fateful event it. at God Valley. Hell yeah! He, he has raw names too. Yes, he's very good with. He's names. good with names, and also oh, we also found out that he um, teamed up with Gold Roger to disband the Rock. The, yeah, like they had some Rock's, sort of like assumed yeah. combat or something so that kinda, people don't know about yeah. what really happened, but somehow he teamed up with Gold Roger and whatever they did disbanded oh, the um the rocks, the rocks pirates. pirates. And so this guy talking, I don't know if you know his name. His name is Sengoku. He's like one of the navy okay. hot shots. Yeah. Like he he has a goat too if you notice. He has like a okay. pet goat. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Man, One Piece is just so good and weird. It's really a weird series. Like, I wouldn't say it's weird in the same way that that JoJo's is, but just, like... It's pretty strange. It's strange, yeah. But it's interesting in a weird way. So part <laughs> of why the Navy is concerned is with Kaido and Big Mom teaming up. That's kind of, like, a step towards reforming the, the Rocks The Rocks, pirates. The rocks D. Zebic. Yeah. And we don't know this rocks guy. We just see yeah, one thing Oda really likes to do too is show silhouettes of people you've never it. seen. And then like make you think like, oh, this guy must be raw. Like this Zebic guy has like hair coming out like like tentacle kind of looking <laughs> hair. Just wild wild looking guy. Yeah, Zach, you gotta you gotta get further so that we can <laughs> so that you can truly appreciate the uh the D lore. Oh <laughs> the D lore. <laughs> Oh uh, man, there's 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 just like I remember when Dressrosa was going, there were so many fucking like lore and like theory threads about that. But anyway, uh... with, with on that note, I think it's a good time <laughs> okay. to take a break, and we'll be back to talk about to yeah, talk okay. about the rankings in Shonen Jump. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3 cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, bad to end the Dio impressions, this is bad, what the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us. 
All right, welcome back. We're at the second part of the show. We're going to be talking about uh, trends and such that we can see or divine to the best of our ability through the table of contents of Shonen Jump in Japan. Not much has changed, I feel, since uh, we looked at last month. You know, most of the top series are still at the top. You know, my your My Hero Academias, your One Piece, Promised Neverland are very strange favorite chainsaw man is pretty steadily in the middle that's doing good. well um i'm yeah i agree it's good it's um, it, it is good it it is a very misanthropic <laughs> series it is certainly a word for it. it i feel like it it's very cynical extremely cynical series now, that is kind of like moral it's like the most morally questionable i think of all of them as far as like the characters' motivations and whatnot, which isn't, which makes it interesting, in a way. And I think you know it's like aware of that. Yeah, it is aware of that, and it's kind of dealing with it right now in a sort of interesting way, and kind of questioning whether the main character, Denji, has a soul anymore after being possessed by a demon. But if you think about it, the demon that possessed him was like extremely cute and kind of a nice demon. It was yeah. this little dog, we'll which I think. Dog. Yeah, it was a very cute little, little demon. I know Zach. Two of uh, yours unfortunately are sitting towards the bottom, or at least one at the bottom. Another not looking so hot. What's the other one that you refer to? The other one I'm just referring to, uh, Samurai Eight. Oh yeah. Well, I, apparently that's Emily's now because she's the only one who's caught up on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been reading all of it. I'm just thinking about you being the Boruto. I, I am the Kishimoto stan. Um, but it's it's been yeah. pretty low. On yeah. The yeah, it has. It's kind of surprising <laughs> because it's in the like. 20s now did it get it's up to chapter 20 or so now yeah, right and it's, yeah, it's it is like yeah i i think it's okay it's just a, it's a little slow like i like the art but it's a little kind of hard to follow and yeah like i said the, the the action right now has been kind of slow and i don't really think the characters are that compelling especially we've kind of talked about the princess character it's mm-hmm. a little bit grating that she's just kind of this like stuttering shy girl which whatever (laughs) you know it's kind of weird like i feel like i end up comparing it a lot to tokyo shinobi squad for some reason you know they came out at a similar point around the same time um kind not really similar at all but in my mind they kind of are and i think you know we've talked about how tokyo shinobi squad feels kind of generic sure yeah but i think on the other end of the spectrum samurai 8 is just like so high concept all the time and so focused on yeah. it's like really like macro world building yeah that it just it's a bit much it, it is too, that's exactly how i feel about it it's it's too much as far as like it, it's too kind of lost in like the weird samurai cyber technology lore and it doesn't really do enough character work i don't think yeah and it has done some, but I don't think enough to really tip it more in my more towards kind of something I really like to read. I, I read it and it's fine, but it's not really something I'm like, wow, that was a great one. Sure, <laughs> it's just sure. kind of like it's kind of like whatever. I don't really love the main character. 
Yeah. Well, and like to compare it to like Naruto, even, um, you know, that had world building in it pretty early on, too. True. But it was way more character focused, I think. Yeah. I think it was just a mistake to make it this like cyber biotechnology thing. It was it's kind of hard to parse when action happens, what's mm -hmm. exactly is going on. Maybe people who are better at reading comics don't have that problem. But no, for me, I think it's, it's a dense. bit of a... Yeah. yeah, it's done. Yeah, that's a good word. It's too dense, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. But I do like the art. I think the art looks nice. Mm -hmm. I think we're in the near future, definitely losing uh, Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll see if uh, yeah. Kishimoto's it's... clout is enough to keep Samurai Eight around. Yeah, longer. I have um, a feeling it's gonna stay because of Kishimoto, and yeah. that would be okay. I'd be okay to continue reading it. But I, I do I, I do kind of feel like Tokyo Shinobi SWAT is pretty good. It's generic, but like it's never really so far. I mean, besides like our worries that like oh the globalization thing was gonna be a a big story point or something. Like besides that, I mean, it hasn't really done anything to offend me. Right. Um, and even then, it didn't really offend me at the time. So it was just more like a potential like yeah. Yes. Likewise, yeah. I think that uh, Double Taisei and Beast Children are not long for this world. Yeah, Again, goodbye. Usually well, at the bottom. They the the things that they have going for them, I think, is that you know, compared to Tokyo Shinobi Squad, they kind of represent a section of of manga that <laughs> sure. isn't well represented right now. So, I'm just gonna say, it. Double Taisei is extremely weird, and I, I don't really. I've lost the thread I, of what's going I've on. I've completely <laughs> lost the thread. This latest chapter that just came out today it just seems to come out of like nowhere. I, I looked. I actually went back to see if I missed a chapter somewhere, and I didn't. And maybe they had mentioned this character, but this character that the chapter was about seemed to come out of nowhere, and I wasn't sure. The way they relate the characters to Tais to Tendo, I find really strange the, the narrative structure is kind of just kind of a mess <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's not great it's not good it's and not, i still it's not read awful. it but yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird series <laughs> and beast children is fine yeah i read it i thought beast children had one really good chapter which is weird which one? There was a chapter where one of the characters was talking about how everything went white or something on the field. Mm. And I thought that was actually a really good chapter. It was the guy, I think it was the guy that was... The kicker? Oh my gosh, at this point I can't actually remember his name. But yeah, like he had a kind of a flashback sort of chapter and talking about how he just kind of wanted to forge ahead and kind of not let his past define him. And I thought that was actually really good. And then I just kind of went back to... It's just being, an unfortunately ugly book. It's ugly. I don't really... Don't like the art style. I'm just kind of not really enthralled with the sports thing. And yeah, I mean, I'm just not a fan of rugby either. I'm sorry to maybe anybody that is listening to this and is, I don't know. I, I <laughs> so yeah. It's yeah. niche. Yeah, yeah. It's very niche. I, uh, I noticed a, an interesting thing in the list for the most recent volume um there was a black clover spinoff chapter and i don't remember seeing that before because i know there are like no, some gag manga so. spinoffs yeah so i don't know if it's yeah, that I don't or think I... we got that yeah we didn't i wonder if it's maybe something we'll get as like a one shot eventually possibly hmm. 
Yeah, maybe in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And say last of the that kind of like class of the stragglers um, would be Yui Kamio. It seemed that towards the like end of last month, the beginning of this month, it was edging upwards, but now it's kind of falling down with the likes of Beast Children, Shinobi yeah. Squad. In the most recent chapter, I kind of felt might be setting up like a final a final boss encounter basically yeah i feel like that chapter made me think it was going to end in maybe like four or five weeks yeah there's kind of uh this talk about like the source of all the um the mushi mushi yeah which also has weird lore of these mushi that invade women's bodies and make them these demon women and it i think it's an entertaining series it is it has some stuff i don't like but there was I the, have liked it. There was the, the uh, like yacht party <laughs> chapter. Kito is <laughs> Kito is an interesting character. He's the main character of. He's Yuri really. Kamiyo. He's surprisingly not very pig-headed. No, he's actually kind of decent. <laughs> I mean, overall, I mean, he's kind of. He's dumb definitely and, better than most of the leads yeah. of these kinds of also, series. I think. I think also because he's not just like this is just like you. He's right. like a he's, handsome he's, guy. He's not just like you. He's, he's a rich guy. People rich, like him. They think he's good looking. And yeah, so at least there's that going for it, where it's not just like you can substitute yourself for this guy. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see it stick around, but at the same time, yeah. like I guess I, it is. I as it's become more and more about this Mushi stuff. At first, it, it was kind of like yeah. interesting, like oh, I didn't expect it to go. It's this a way, little bit. But I'm kind of like not that yeah. interested in it. Yeah, I I kind of hope uh, I was seeing like I think Chainsaw Man is safe. I want to say it might be safe for now. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened with Food Wars and with um, Robot Laser Beam. Yeah. For the Robot Laser Beam um, debacle <laughs> of twenty. Yeah, I guess really no one is safe except for you know like One Piece. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> But and maybe My Hero Academia. Um, yeah, My Hero Academia, I think, is pretty safe. I think Dr. Stone is pretty safe. It's been consistently. And yeah. Dr. Stone has been, I think, really good recently. Yeah, I tried to get back into it and kind of didn't connect. That's okay. It's it's a lot to get into. And I think I think it takes a while before it gets, I think it has its real big hook, which I think is a big weakness of it. Because like we said, I think about a year ago or so, there was the chapter we talked about where we found out about the... The voice. The supposed antagonist of this entire series. And it was a really good reveal, really good chapter. But it, it just happened, I think, too late. And not that the series was bad. I just think like that hook that you're looking for, Zach, or something to really keep you reading. Like I just kind of was reading out of like I liked I liked the art, mm-hmm. and I did think the art it was is really good. Yeah, um, yeah, the art is beautiful a lot of the time. And some of these latest chapters, he's just really been on it. Like it's just looked incredible. But yeah, I mean, I I get kind of falling off of it. It doesn't really. It, if you're not into the central conceit, it just you're just kind of like okay, whatever. It's not yeah. really that compelling. I will uh, I will tip my hand a little bit um, about this month's book club uh, book. Um, yeah, I kind of get why Demon Slayer is so high. Oh yeah, All right. yeah. yeah. So so yeah. I guess that's a good uh, segue for those who might have missed the book club portion of. The previous episode, well, okay, I'm tripping over myself. <laughs> Missed the book club episode. 
um, previously. Zach, oh, yeah. why don't you say what our next book club pick is in about two weeks? Yeah, so in about two weeks, our... Um... Our book club pick will be Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, um, written and illustrated by uh, Koyoharu Gotege. We, uh, so I read the first three volumes, which um, covers up almost the first like three or four story arcs, I think. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised, so I'm excited to oh. talk about it here in a couple weeks. Awesome. Yeah, I look forward to reading it. And yeah. I have to also think about other things to uh, to, to look into for, for October. You do, um, yes. Yeah. Also, uh, Promise Neverland is far up there. I, we probably mentioned it earlier, but yeah. I mean, that's been... We didn't talk about it in our last section, but that kind of recently had some big chapters, especially today's was kind of a big deal. Um, I mean, spoilers if you haven't read up to this current chapter, but it really seems like they're making Norman the final boss, uh, which is, I think, a really good... I thought this, this turn for them actually losing and not getting there in time was a really good choice narratively. And I think for the first time made me really feel something for the story. I mean, not that I hadn't been invested in the story, but I mean, like emotionally, I think there were a couple panels where it showed young Norman and young Emma kind of interacting. And then you see the current, uh, the present Norman kind of uh, superimposed over it. And that was really effective. I thought, especially in the wake of them realizing that they were too late and Norman had basically orchestrated the slaughter of most of the, uh, aristocratic demons so yeah that's happening Fun stuff. they are doing genocide against the demons you know you think about like the kind of top five of where shonen jump is right now and it's really surprisingly strong i feel like in terms of its diversity of of you know concept i guess um you know you have one piece which is like a major mainstay you've got superheroes in my hero academia uh promise neverland is kind of like a young a young adult thing and then you kind of have this like rotating thing of like demon slayer uh black clover um yeah my hero academia my hero yeah yeah, yeah. so it's uh, dr stone you know it it's really a good lineup and we never learned but <clears throat> uh, we, we just we forget that I, I often forget it exists until i uh, when i see it in the lineup and then i'm like oh yeah, oh, yeah that um sorry for any listeners who want us to read it we won't maybe i'll have something to say about shonen jump uh in the, in a maybe in a month from now because we're actually going to walter and i are going to new york comic-con that's right and right. there are going to be some viz and um i guess specifically like a shonen jump panel yeah and also like just a viz media yeah kind of update on what they're publishing so we might live tweet that or something yeah just still like getting things in line but yeah just yeah. in case um mm -hmm. our twitter accounts are at goodbye to a shoe i am at cosmos of course and zach won't be there but you should follow him anyway yeah i am at wilker fox and and yeah at new york last year viz had the biggest presence of anyone um actually, i heard that it was, it was really it was, yeah uh, they had the biggest okay. booth of any publisher and i think 
the biggest booth there in general was actually a Dragon wow. Ball booth. So, oh, wasn't it that thing that was like the the thing about the new movie that had the different? Yes, the Broly. Yeah, well, they were like, right. yes, yeah, they had a bunch of Broly stuff there. <laughs> yeah, and they had like a life size Vegeta and Goku. Yeah, or at a least lot a Vegeta. of yeah, yeah, and they had this whole like thing that you could go through. I didn't actually go yeah. through it, but Vince did, and and took yeah. some pictures. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, and then when you factor I, in things like yeah. Crunchyroll too, uh, Crunchyroll mm-hmm. had a pretty big presence there. Yeah, I might try to go to there too. At least the manga ones. I don't know if I'll go to Crunchyroll, but. It seems like I took a quick look at the schedule and it seems like everything is kind of crammed into one day as far as manga goes. Like it seems like it's mostly Friday, mm-hmm. but I'll see what I can do. And if I, if uh, Walter and I end up going to some of these panels, maybe we can talk about it a little bit. And like we said, we have our Twitters and also the official multiversity Twitter, which we might, I don't know. Tweet. Yeah, we don't need to plug that. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know about multiversity. So, yeah. All right, I think that's a good place to leave off on. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Talk Demon Slayer. Yep. We already gave you our Twitter handles, mm-hmm. so I guess we'll just sign off. Have a good uh, week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.